Mississippi, Rooster Production brings you Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Morning, Matt. Good morning, Derek. Uh, it is a bitterly cold morning. Uh, the children did not get the snow they wanted yesterday morning. They uh, got the two-hour delay, which... I guess you can sleep in a little bit if you didn't wake up to check check your phone. Right. Um, but uh, did not get the snow, so we were disappointed in that. If you lived an hour or two north of here, you definitely got the snow. My brother living in Nashville got hammered, uh, but we were left with uh, about 19 degrees, feeling like about 13 this morning coming in the studio, so it's uh, it's cold. Are we at a point, Derek, are, are we there yet where Southerners, can, can we just stop with the freak out? I mean, we've been through this enough. I'm 43 years old. I've gone through two or three freakouts a year when it comes to weather and snow. And at a certain point, we all have to kind of mature a little bit and realize we can handle it. We had 10 days last year of snow, ice, and it did not oh, get above like, freezing, and it, we were okay. It was like eight to 10 inches of snow. It wasn't right. just snow. Right. Uh, I, somebody shared with me at work that they got a, like an update from their Facebook five years ago this week. We had at least two or three inches. They showed me their pictures of their yard covered from five years ago. So this seems to happen every two or so years. Uh, you know, I mean, and again, we didn't get it this time. We may not get it, but we had it last year. We know we had it back in, what, 17? Right. Uh, because that from Jan- the first week of January in 17. So, yeah, I, I agree. I went to Kroger Wednesday morning. Um, just to, again, I had to get a couple things, did not need milk, did not need any of that. It was just, I was picking up two or three things. I think one for a meal that we were doing that night. Kroger and was open though. Cause there Kroger, was another store that was not Kroger was, well, announced on our podcast. So I go by just yeah. to say, Hey, maybe I'll grab some milk to something. I get a half a gallon since I'm in here gone white and i was like oh walmart's closed yeah. oh and white death is coming exactly so yeah i mean it was it's a i did not go down the bread aisle i'm sure it was also wiped out but yeah we could probably put that away right now Well, at a certain point man let's get let's grow up guys okay let's just mature yeah. if it ices if it snows it's gonna be okay we're gonna be fine like i said 10 straight days last year or so of it, it did not get above freezing we did okay we were fine. That was only a year ago. Let's not freak out. Well, mm-hmm. the people to blame, though, and, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I appreciate what they do during storm season and maybe some of those things. Uh, the weather people in Memphis, uh, this is their Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. they absolutely play it up to a level that's – it's really uncomfortable to watch them be how giddy they are. We, uh, we've talked it about it before. It's, it's weather a, porn. It's weather porn. It's weather porn. The lady from like uh, New Channel 24 or whatever, she was like, send us all your snow pics. Send us any pics. Uh, I love the pics when the dog uh, goes outside and then runs back in in the water in the winter stuff. And I'm like, hey, can we report on some news, please, or something like that? So it's just uh, a bit frustrating. But, hey, it's cold. It's okay. Memphis is always going to be, you know, it, it can be 15 in Memphis. It could be 95 in Memphis. You just never know. But can we get to a point where we're okay with it and we just move on and there's not a total freak out? I don't know about the two-hour the two delay uh, thing. It was very interesting. I mean, I don't that, really it was very preemptive. Um, they, you were they, up. They I was on. up. We, were getting up we, we got up for a Bible study that we go to. It, it was up, and, and uh, we sent it out that we did not – everybody else canceled but us, I think. Right. I, I wake up to go to Bible study, and here I'm just – okay, I'll just drink my coffee. Yeah, everybody. you know, so everybody's two hours, so, you know, I, I don't know. You, know, you, you mentioned pics. So you're talking pictures, but we do have uh, our predictions coming up uh, that we'll have here later in the show. We're going to do those in lieu of uh, our normal shout-outs because there's not really anything to shout-out this early in the year. Uh, we'll have pics, but also, Matt, if you're looking to pick a house. Absolutely, Derek. Even in the cold, Brian Couch and Terry Thomas of Team Couch of Birch Realty Group, our 2022 presenting sponsors, are ready to work for you. They possess over 64 years of combined real estate experience. They're the number one residential team in DeSoto County for well over a decade. They have thousands of closings since 2009. They are ranked now 
nationally as a top performing real estate team. They are full-time, full-service realtors, which means they are available anytime you need them. They are currently offering a free, no-obligation market analysis. They simply need your address. Give them your address. They can tell you all about your street, your neighborhood, your zip code, anywhere in DeSoto County. Brian and Terry possess all the analytics to best serve you when it comes to selling your home. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. Again, 662-449-1700. Or call Brian's cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can also do an entire home search if you're wanting to move into Tate County, DeSoto County, Shelby County. Look on their website, teamcouch.com. That's teamcouch.com to do a full search of this area when it comes to moving to your new home. Again, Brian and Terry with Team Coucher Birch Realty Group, our 2022 presenting sponsor. Well, definitely not the best time to be outside in the backyard uh, doing a little uh, backyard barbecuing. Uh, probably not. <laughs> a fire, yes. A backyard barbecue, probably not the best time. But spring is right around the corner. Now's the perfect time to visit the How to Barbecue Right Shop, our 2022 studio sponsor. How to Barbecue Right Shop, located right here in Hernando at 496 Whitfield Drive. This store has everything a person needs for barbecue, crawfish, and all of the kinds of outdoor cooking. Whether it's rubs, sauces, thermometers, cast iron, cutting boards, knives, or some of the coolest high-end smokers on the market, Malcolm's Shop is your place. If you've ever seen his How to Barbecue Right cooking videos, you need to stop by his shop today. Give him a call at 912-9947. That's 912-9947. Find him on Facebook at H2Q Malcolm Shop. Visit his website, howtobbqright.com. That's howtobbqright.com. But the best thing to do is to visit the How to Barbecue Right Shop located right here in Hernando at 496 Whitfield Drive, especially if you're in the market, maybe spend some of that Christmas money you received or uh, you know something coming up for the spring. You definitely want to visit the How to Barbecue Right Shop to get ready for this spring and outdoor cooking. Thank you, Malcolm Rochelle, for being our 2022 studio sponsor. Well, podcast listeners, when Derek and I sit down and put together our show, what that looks like, uh, we kind of just pinpoint some different things. And we thought we might give, uh, instead of doing shout outs today, we're going to do our predictions. We're going to do one local, one state, and one national uh, prediction. But the first thing we're going to do this morning, recognize uh, three gentlemen that did come on to the, or have been on the UTW podcast, starting with... Uh, an absolute rock star when it comes to principals. Dwayne Case, the principal at Hernando High School, had a recognition lately. Derek, tell us about it. I guess the district gave out awards, uh, like Teacher of the Year and that sort of thing. And our own Dwayne Case, uh, principal of Hernando High School, our own Dwayne Case was named the 2022 DeSoto County Schools Administrator of the Year. Uh, now, you and I know Dwayne personally. Of course, he's been on here before, um, but he, we knew him before he was an administrator. We knew him when he was just still the baseball coach at Hernando. And so just he's been a, had a long career at Hernando, done a lot of wonderful things. You know, he had to go to another school to kind of get his feet wet on the administration side, but came back to Hernando. And we're just really, really proud of him. I want to congratulate uh, Dwayne, just a good man and a, a good family man and just a great family, uh, and his award for the 2022 DeSoto County Administrator of the Year. Had the chance to recognize. I did the senior night 
night announcing on Tuesday night, and Dwayne and Stephanie were there. Keegan Case, their son, is the uh, manager for the soccer team, so I had the opportunity to uh, you know say his name and recognize him. But Dwayne's just a good guy. Please go back into our archives. Look for uh, when Dwayne Case was uh, sat down with us. Look for that show. Uh, we talked about the new Hernando High School, the big announcement we had about about 75 days ago or so, the new Hernando High School that's probably going to be the nicest high school in the state of Mississippi for a while until the, the next one maybe comes I'm, along. I'm just, I'm just going to have to make – we're just going to have to make sure that our gym was like the Carnival gym. Exactly. We said that on – we joked around <laughs> with that. Yeah, we're, we'll give it a shot to, uh, to have that, but it is going to be absolutely awesome. But go look in the archives. Dwayne's a good guy, does a really good job, and like as you mentioned, went to DeSoto Central, was a principal there in that school area for a while, but really, really wanted to get back to Hernando, and he has served it well. So congratulations, Dwayne, for that honor. We really, really uh, you know, want to give you a shout-out from the UTW podcast. Derek, our next recognition came from Michael Lee, another person who's been on our podcast. He is a DeSoto County Board of Supervisors member. Uh, one of five, and he had a recognition as well. Tell us about him. You know, every year they have to elect a president. Uh, so there's somebody has to actually preside over the meetings. Um, as you know, the one that kind of handles it, uh, calls people up to the stand, all, all that kind of thing. So every year they kind of rotate that. And so this year, Michael Lee was elected as the new supervisor board president uh, for 2022. So we just want to you know congratulate Michael. We know that he's already announced that he's running for sheriff, and that uh, is an honor. I, I, is that an honor or punishment? I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, he does have a lot more responsibility. Responsibility, probably. I don't know if they give us such stipend exactly. for that. I'm gonna yeah. say it's the same pay, a more responsibility. But uh, you know, he gets to put that on a resume. I guess going forward, uh, he will be the supervisor board president for 2022. Our last simple recognition: uh, we Keith Fulcher, the director of the Community Foundation of Northwest Mississippi, has been on the UTW podcast. However, not the best news right now. What we're uh, the reason we're mentioning Keith mentioning the community foundation is the uh, they are having to postpone the 2022 crystal ball which typically takes place in january they're going to be postponing that until the spring Derek, read us that release all right so the uh crystal ball has been postponed uh, it was also postponed last year in person it was taken completely virtual they did a great job uh they did know, the best they could they did the best they could they had yeah. like a, a hour-long video that they put out everybody could do they honored everybody they had interviews individually that they put on there so it was very well done they um, recognized Charlie Pride. Charlie Pride was and, like two or three months after his right, death. Exactly. I mean, he had just passed away. Right. They had already planned to recognize him, obviously, in person. His death uh, definitely, of course, affects that. So then they put together the video and, and again, did the best they could with what they had. And uh, that was actually on PBS about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, I they ran it, it again. Yeah. I know they ran it twice, like, uh, of course, the night of. Uh, and then they ran it like maybe back in, back in March and April. I didn't realize they ran it again. Yep. That's really awesome. They they're still doing that. So, again, it was last year they had to do it virtually. This year they're not they're not canceling it, and they're not doing it virtually. They're postponing it, uh, as you mentioned, until the spring. Now, it was, usually takes place the Saturday of Martin Luther King weekend, which would have been next Saturday the 15th. That has been postponed to the spring. Uh, the 22nd annual Crystal Ball was set to honor Aaron and Ben Napier, uh, who were the uh, they were going to be the stars of Hope recipients. Uh, they're usually given to famous Mississippians. This this is the couple that's the host of the HGTV's uh, hometown-based uh, out of Laurel, Mississippi. Of course, that's the name of its hometown. They do kind of the whole, you know, buy the old house, fix it up for a family type thing, give them a budget uh, and that sort of thing. So uh, if you've never seen it, it's a great show. It's in Laurel. If you know who uh, Chip and Joanna are, it's the exact same thing, but it's in Laurel, Mississippi, and they've done a really great job revitalizing that town. 
so of course they absolutely should be honored so what they're going to do is they're going to work with uh, Aaron and Ben try to find out what their schedules look like for the spring and find the best weekend for them to come back because they definitely want them having them in person and of course we all know that the reason for the postponement is because of the you know severe uptick in Omicron that has happened uh, over the last couple of weeks over the holidays and, and kind of spread into the first part of January so they're hoping maybe by March or April that has subsided that has passed on you know or I guess most of us have gotten it uh, and then they'll look for the best weekend uh, for that to happen yeah so that's why we mentioned uh, again Keith Fulcher the director of the community foundation was on with us last year right before the virtual uh, crystal ball so um, just want to give him a shout out give them a shout out for the wonderful work they do and uh, you know sad that they are having to postpone but uh, if I know those people they're going to find a way to do something like you said March or April uh, in the spring Um, if you are with the community foundation and listening to our show uh, please do not choose February 26th that's right. Uh, that, That's that is the Crew of Fernando Mardi Gras Ball. And, uh, official we, announcement. Official, official announcement, everybody. February 26th, Crew of Fernando Mardi Gras Ball. We did not have one last year. And come hell or high water, we're having one. We're doing something this year. We, we will. I will say that uh, we're going we're gonna to have the ball. The ball is going to be in person. Exactly. We're going to figure something out for sure. February 26th, uh, tickets will go on sale soon. If you're interested in sponsoring, if you're interested in sponsoring the Crew of Fernando Mardi Gras Ball in any way, whether it be $250 all the way up to uh, – uh, last time I checked, we will deposit a $25,000 check. We easily. Will. Easily. easily. Deposit a twenty five. You know what? Walmart closed for two days. <laughs> they saved that money. There you go. Walmart, twenty five grand. Just a drop in the bucket there. They could probably get that to us. That'll be coming up February 26th. So if you are if you need information, email us at the show, underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. That's underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. Or check the Crew of Hernando, K-R-E-W-E of Hernando Facebook page for more information upcoming. So Derek... Uh, you mentioned Michael Lee, and I joked around about him. Was it a punishment, or is it a, a good thing that he could uh, you know run the meetings? Uh, well, let's talk a little bit about the Auburn meeting that happened on Tuesday. Uh, maybe our shortest segment of the show. Go ahead. Well, all right. So we joked about when we talked about it on Tuesday on the preview. We said, "Hey, look, not much going on. They may add some stuff. They may add an executive. No, they did not add anything. Uh, the meeting was. If you go on YouTube, it's four minutes and fifteen seconds long. I mean, did, wait, wait, wait. We we got we didn't even get Andrew asking a question nope. or wanting to know a little bit more. Four, four minutes, fifteen seconds. We did not get an update on the lighting okay. for the tunnel or anything. It was they they. In fact, the first fifteen seconds is silence. Okay. Uh, then they start. There is a uh, there is a, a young a man uh, comes up there and does the prayer, does the pledge. By the time they give him a little award for doing the prayer and the pledge, by the time all that was up, we're already about two minutes and thirty seconds into the meeting. So the actual meeting itself lasted about a minute and forty five. Wow! Where they just uh you know uh, approved the minutes, approved the consent agenda, they approved the uh, utility adjustment dockets, and adjourned. And as they're adjourning. Several of them are laughing that Love it. this is it. We have to show up. I mean, you had to do it. Have to have a meeting. It's you know required, and they had to take care of some bills that they had to pay or whatever. And uh, they're done. That was it. They're done. So again, great job by the city. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I mean, pretty. I mean, the fact that you can go to the meeting and be home for dinner uh, easily is uh, oh yeah. Qu- quite impressive. If they beat me home for dinner. I mean, that, almost, that, hey, that that's close. one of the yeah. That's one of the. If I know Bruce Robinson and Ben Piper, they didn't go home till eight thirty and acted like it was a long meeting. <laughs> you know, their wives were like, "What happened, big?" And he's like, "Oh man, just had to figure out about." Oh, you weren't watching tonight. Oh, you weren't watching. Oh yeah. So we had to do this. It was a long night long. They had they had an hour and a half meal at uh, Windy City. Exactly. They had that. They went and you know enjoyed themselves for a little while before they go home to to real life. 
life. I, I'm, I, we kid, of course. Thank you to the Board of Aldermen, the mayor, all the different people that had to be there, whether it be for four minutes or four hours. We really, really appreciate that from the UTW podcast. Look, not a whole lot of stuff going on locally, so let's move out to uh, statewide, Derek. Something we've talked about several times, we've mentioned on the show, um, the very first thing they seem to be jumping on down in the legislature in Jackson is the redistricting for the congressional seats. Tell us about what's going on there. Well, the reason they're jumping on this first, Matt, is that this is an election year. So uh, by November, uh, all four of these uh, representatives will be up for re-election. So this this will take precedence now. I mean, yeah. Yeah, so this this will be, I mean, because this, uh, and just a reminder for redistricting. So once you get your um, numbers from the census, from the 2020 census, remember we got them about August of this past year. Once they got those numbers, they knew that, you know, the law requires you have to have it redistricting. If there's any kind of loss or gain, or if if, if populations have shifted, you've got to you know you've got to account for That's that right. and, and right. get an equal districts. And this is an election year, so yes. you have to get it done pretty quickly. So we have new ballots, and we have to start you know making sure that everybody in the new counties, if there are counties that are moved, are made aware of who now they're now voting for, who's running. And so this d- did take top priority. And there's other things we're going to hear about, and we right. may mention some today. Marijuana, we've got some, uh, you know, some issues with the social studies and what's going to be taught, et cetera. So but, re- real quick, dear, sorry to jump in. They didn't want to go with the Hernando method, which is just to not change the district for about <laughs> for 12 10 years. to 15 years. No, no, no they, they, they wanted, didn't go on the 20-year plan? They want to stay in compliance. They, okay, did, not, they did not want, you know, yeah, the, the federal government to come down and I say, uh, mm, this, yeah. So they start, started that process. So the first bill, one of the first bills introduced was, was the uh, redistricting bill uh, was done by a group of Republicans in the House. Uh, it's called Magnolia One is the name of the redistricting. It's red- Magnolia One. Please go online to find that. You can type that in and Google it. What are the chances that that may be the name of the state's airplane? That would be pretty cool. I'm just saying. I mean, wouldn't that be? Magnolia One would be the I name like that. of – I do like that. Be, I mean, no offense to – yeah, Tate Reeves has never been on our show, so he's not necessarily a friend of the podcast, but – if Tate Reeves flew in a plane, it would probably be called Magnolia One. I, I, that would I mean, be think about boat. that. Yeah, that exactly. See, I'm pretty smart. Yeah, so great job with this. Uh, great job with the naming of this. Exactly. But uh, the it. Uh, so anyway, the House went ahead and submitted it uh, on Thursday. Uh, the second congressional district will now meander almost the length of the state along the Mississippi River under the congressional redistricting plan approved 7642 Thursday by Republicans in the House of Representatives. So this was voted pretty much on party lines. I think two on each side switched. Uh, the plan approved Thursday was created by a joint redistricting committee composed of legislatures appointed by Republican House Speaker Philip Gunn and Republican Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman. Uh, now, this is going to go into the Senate you know, since, again, Hoseman was part of the group that helped put this together, or, or group that Hoseman appointed, was uh, so the Senate has already seen it, or, or several people in the Senate have already seen this. But, and also because the Senate is mostly Republican or majority Republican, uh, they probably will pass next week. Um, I don't see this uh, happening. I don't nope, think nope, a, nope. a lot of the, uh, of the, I guess, experts on this do not see it changing in any way. So what you're looking at, I know one probably would be the, what the new districts look like. Uh, and again, this is going to take District 2 is the one that changes. Now you're asking, well, District 2, of course, is represented by Democratic Benny Thompson. Why is his the one that is mainly changing? Because they lost 65,000 people from the Delta. They lost, meaning the Delta lost The Delta lost 65,000 people uh, over the last 10 years have transferred wow. either out of state or to uh, every other district, I think, uh, anywhere from 1% or 2% gains. Wow. Uh, they had a loss of 65,000. So in other words, they had to pick up other counties or other population centers in order to balance that. Now, another thing, that had to be taken into account on the redistricting is that District 2 uh, was 
over 60% minority. So it was 60% minority, and based on a federal law for Mississippi because of past civil rights issues, the it could not change. We, we talked about this in Hernando, too, remember, um, that they uh, we could not – Andrew Miller's district could not be affected, uh, you know, harmed in you know much in any way. Had to keep pretty much the minority uh, percentage as close to possible as they could. Same thing goes for here. Uh, that they were able, had to keep it above 60% uh, minority for his district, and they were able to do that with this redistricting plan. So this district two now stretches from Tunica County all the way down to Wilkinson County, which is Woodville, Mississippi. The entire river. The entire river. Except, Except for, for DeSoto County. DeSoto County is the only county that sits on the river that is not in District 2. Every other county in the river, basically all the way into about the middle of the state, will be District 2. It comprises, Matt, 40 of the 82 counties wow. will be District 2. That's how large this thing is. Now, there were some people that said, hey, that's way too big. Not, you know, obviously not population-wise. It all evens out. That's part of the point of doing this. But, you know, somebody to cover, basically it's 300 miles from the top of the district to the bottom of the district. How can one person service this whole thing? And well, you know, I, Real quick, I, I did notice that I did see on Twitter where Benny Thompson has purchased a riverboat. <laughs> Is it a riverboat? Is it a yacht? Are we talking about? No, it's going to be a riverboat, or he a may paddle wheel. He, he may do it like good old fashioned Tom Sawyer, oh, you know, just with the raft, uh, with the raft, him and Jim on the raft there. <laughs> so he's got three hundred miles again, and now he will be up for election in, in November. But he'll have 300, 300 miles to cover. And again, the the, the uh, representative from Natchez, now that's my hometown, Robert Johnson. He was saying, "Hey, look, this is not something we want because Adams County." Franklin County, Wilkinson County, and Mitt County, they're more lumber, they're more manufacturing, whereas the Delta is, is farming. Like, we don't farm here. I mean, there are some small farmers, but we don't, you know, our main thing fits in with District 3. Why are you doing this? Why not take other parts of Madison or Hines that are being excluded from this and keeping, you know, us in District 3 where the majority, we, we fit in with what they're doing. They're doing lumber. They're doing this. And, uh, uh, you know, and so that was a good argument, but it was, uh, so he did an amendment trying to get the change. It was, it was struck down and therefore the, uh, that passed. So again, Magnolia one has passed. It will go to the Senate next week and probably be on the governor's desk, probably before the end of the month, if not sooner, um, to go ahead and have him sign. Cause I don't think anybody expects this not to, to pass the Senate. Absolutely going to fly through the Senate with no problem. You know, it is what it is. I mean, the Republicans, for lack of a better word, are kind of in power and kind of going to, going to do some different things for, for, you know, and so forth. But uh, my Tom Sawyer joke, it was, was, was he Jim or John? Who was, it, was who, Jim. it was Jim. Big Jim. Yeah. Big Jim. That's right. It was, that's who it was. I, if I'm going to make a Mark Twain reference, <laughs> I better get it right. But uh, anyway, we digress. But look, redistricting, go find it. Just simply Google uh, state of Mississippi redistricting Magnolia one. You'll be able to see what Derek's talking about. Uh, Benny Thompson has quite a bit of, uh, geographical to carry, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. for real. He's, he's gonna have, his expense report for his mileage is going to be very nice. Yeah. That's what I, yeah. <laughs> I, I assure you, they know how to operate that, uh, in the federal government. Yeah. They definitely know how to work a, uh, an expense report for sure, but, uh, not a real good segue over to our first advertiser out of the expense report. We'd like to continue to recognize our longtime sponsor, Good friends of ours, DeSoto Family Dental Care. DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, also recently Invisalign. 
DFDC makes use of modern technology such as digital scanning, intraoral cameras, digital x-rays, and autoclave sterilization. The office is designed to provide a safe, comfortable, and relaxing atmosphere for their patients. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. They are the official dentist of the UTW podcast. Please visit their office today to see the DFDC difference or give them a call locally at 429-5239. That's 429-5239. Call them today for an appointment to see the DFDC difference. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. I had the opportunity just the other day to visit with Richard Williams. Derek, his business is so busy. Williams Services, which I'm certainly going to read that, so busy that he's actually operating some things in South Carolina. A company that he works with likes him so much and how well he does things that he's doing some business in South Carolina because they were like, hey, you're somebody that definitely knows how to get stuff done. Please help us. And so he's working on some things in South Carolina. That's That's how good a job. Richard and his team, they do a wonderful job. He's a great guy. Give Richard a call today. Again, I'm speaking about Williams Services, a longtime sponsor. Williams Services is a veteran owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, soon-to-be spring cleanups, if you have any needs from the, the ice or the snow or anything like that, give Richard a call. Anything on the outside of your home or definitely on the outside of your commercial business, Richard is your person to call. If he can't help you do it, he'll help you find somebody who can. Call him at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Or find more information about his team at Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Richard is the kind of guy you definitely want to work with. You definitely want him around your home, around your business to help you. Thank you, Williams Lawn Services. Thank you, DFDC. And thank you, Green King, for your continued support in 2022 for the UTW Podcast. Well, Matt, um, you know, as we mentioned, I think you mentioned earlier in the show, we are not going to be doing shout outs. There's not a lot to shout out right now. Not that uh, we don't have a lot of things going on, but it was just not a lot of uh, not. We look for nonprofits. We're not trying to do business shout outs right now unless you want to be a sponsor. We'd be happy to shout you out. <laughs> we allow you to shout out just every week if you're interested. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, because we kind of touched on kind of the local things happened in, in our first segment, uh, what we're going to use this segment for is our predictions. Now, last year we did a prediction segment um, and I thought we did pretty well with that. And I think it was well received. So we're going to do our predictions uh, for 2022 uh, from the UTW podcast. Uh, you've got a list of about three to five i've got a list of three to five and so we're going to talk about those and the way we're going to look at it um, we each are going to have at least one local at least one state 
and at least one national prediction. Uh, now, we may have a couple of wild cards thrown in there, but we'll have at least one of those and just kind of track those along the year, kind of what we're seeing. Uh, kind of, And again, we do not have any inside knowledge of anything on any of this stuff. We've not talked to any of the state senators or representatives yet. We're going to probably reach out to them as the session goes on. We've not talked to any of the aldermen, any about anything coming on or asking me coming on we're not going to bother them unless we hear you know really hard rumors uh and then of course nationally we have no pull <laughs> so we're definitely guessing on that one uh but these are our predictions so matt i'm gonna let you go first with your first prediction for 2022 Derek, let's start locally i'm gonna uh, predict they were the official team of the utw comp podcast oh. the official softball team so my first local prediction is going to be a shout out and definitely an encouragement and say go tigers to the lady tigers i predict the Hernando Lady Tigers will repeat as state champions. Okay, there you go. Matt, Matt called it right here. Uh, <laughs> you hear you yeah, her first, first, exactly. So that uh, Matt has called that the Hernando Lady Softball Tigers will repeat uh, going. Uh, you know, but these seniors will have two rings as they go into college. Uh, in uh, the, I'm predicting it. I mean, uh, the fall they, of 2022. They lost three seniors, two that played heavily, you know, but three nice young ladies that uh, they lost. And they, look, they're they're a really good softball team. Coach Nikki Witten's uh, definitely one of the best in the area. And I, I predict the Hernando Lady Tigers to win the 6A title again. The Shaw Twins that pitch for right. Hernando Lady Tigers uh, went with us to Nashville. Uh, good friends of my daughter, Hannah Grace. So just nice young ladies. And uh, they're going to play against each other in junior college for, yep. for uh, softball, sure. which is Sign, really cool. Separately. First time they've lived separately, played against each other, all that kind of stuff. So really neat things. But that's going to be my prediction locally, the Hernando Lady Tigers, to uh, repeat again. I will have a sports one later on, okay. uh, but uh, since we're doing local first, uh, my local is that there will be another project similar in scope uh, to the Fieldhouse project uh, that will be announced in Hernando sometime this year. Sports related? Now, and I'll say it's sports related. Oh, okay. Just something of that scope. Now, I mean, because we've had, what, a couple, two or three large ones now. Right. Nothing the size of AWG, I don't right. believe. But, I mean, the size of maybe the economic impact of a field house, I do believe that there'll be something else named in 2022 uh, for the Hernando or maybe the Nesbitt part of Hernando uh, on the east. I'm also going to say it's going to be on the east side of town. Uh, that will be uh, in the city limits and or what would be considered you know in the future the city limits of hernando i got you well that's a neat prediction i mean anytime you have city growth and that type stuff we joke around about all the time on our show uh, growth is here uh you can kind of bury your head in the sand and you know hold your breath about it but uh it's, it's here it's so here it is definitely here all right Derek, let's move on to our state uh, thing and again we talk a lot about the legislature down in jackson i'll go ahead and say but i believe the state of mississippi will pass some type of medical marijuana usage and begin going down that road this year okay well we know that the voters voted in 74 percent 74 percent yes voted they wanted it uh that was in fall of 2020 that was voted the legislator tried to get it in in 2021 uh it failed on some wording it failed on people not quite understanding we had uh representative blackburn from olive branch did some uh discussion about that on our uh, brother podcast ob pod uh, the they basically it looks like they got it together. Uh, the House and the Senate came up with a version that I think both of them could have signed off on if there were a special session called. The governor refused to call a special session, and then so did not allow them to get that passed. And so and then already he came out this week, the second day or the first day that the legislator started, and said that he will not sign what they have 
come together with because he believes that the, um, the, the number of ounces is too high. Uh, the number of ounces being that could be prescribed, I think, up to three and a half ounces of marijuana mm-hmm. is too high. And so there's been a lot of back and forth between him and the lieutenant governor, who I need to remind you are the same party. They're right. both Republicans, Correct, yes. are fighting with each other about this amount, and they're basically having words in the media about it. And so it's going to be, as you said, you think it's going to pass? It's going to be I, – I feel certain that the House and the Senate will pass it. Will he sign it? If he does sign it, will they override the veto? It's all going to be, uh, you know, it's good for us because we can talk about it. It's good sure, for the media. Of course. Uh, but um, it's going to be interesting how that falls out. But your prediction is that they will get it passed before sign down this year. I'm predicting something will, you know, whether he vetoes it and the House and Senate uh, override that or whatever. I feel like Mississippi will move forward in some way uh, in the direction to have uh, medical marijuana. I'm, you know, 74% wanted. I have no problem with that. Uh, you know, all right. That's what the voters. That's what the voters want. Right. I mean, exactly. you know, and so they're they're working to get that. All right. My state. My state is uh, one of another hot topic is the income tax cut. I think it will get a lot of momentum but not quite enough to pass this year. Okay. Uh, now, some people say, well, there may be a version of it. There may be – now, I don't know to say if my prediction is right or wrong would you know, have to determine. Like if they say, okay, it's eliminated completely, I'm wrong. Uh, if it stays in place, I'm 100% right. Now, there is some talk that they're going to – you know, because the governor does not want to like, – he wants it gone with no replacement tax. Um, there's some discussion as the House and the Senate have said, hey, why don't we – reduce it um you know i mean reduce the rate or or we can eliminate it but maybe we have to raise some other taxes because you know mississippi is not the richest state in america we don't have all the industry to be able to offset that or do we try to um maybe lower it to a two percent or a one percent instead of a four or five percent uh tax so what is it now four percent what's it now seven it's no it's not seven Seven. it's four or five i believe um is the tax and so i haven't done my taxes in about seven years so well i've I've done mine it's just that (laughs) i don't like to see it i guess i get mad of course um sort of (laughs) yeah yeah uh matt doesn't pay state tax i'm just kidding (laughs) um so it's just you know so we'll see what that looks like you know will they and so if it is a uh you know if it's something where it's lower down like let's say two percent and and i'll set that way am i right or wrong i don't know i don't care Uh, but i do believe that there will be a lot of discussion but i don't think a complete uh, elimination of the income tax will pass this year so you feel like the income tax is not going to go away, but there's going to be discussion like we've never had before about the possibility of heading in that right. Yes, direction. and it could be gotcha. reduced. It could be reduced. reduced. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I don't. I don't see it completely going away because I think what the, the governor wanted to do was to phase it out over five years. Gotcha. You know, I don't think that will be voted on this year. I'm not saying it couldn't happen next year. I'm not saying there couldn't be a, a thing where it's maybe it's two percent, one percent, but to be voted out to say okay in 2026 it's definitely going to go away. I don't think that's going to be done this year. No. Okay, gotcha. And that's going to be your state. So we did one. Each of us did one local, one state. I'll go ahead and do my national, Derek. And again, this is not a political show, but it's kind of seems like some of the stuff we've talked about is, is is leaning there because man, so much stuff right now is all about politics right now, Derek. So my prediction is. It is an election year, and my prediction is that the Republican Party will pick up over 60 seats in oh, the wow. House of Representatives. Wow. Okay, 60 well, seats. I mean, 26 have already said they're not running again. I bet that number hits 30 okay. of Democrats. So you're, who gonna, said, so you're gonna say so you're saying 60 flip in the House. What about the correct. Senate? I'm not exactly sure how many uh, senators are left, but yeah, I feel like the House Representative and the, the Senate will shift back to Republican rule in November. I, I don't know how many senators are right. up this year either, but all it takes is one. Well, isn't I mean, George's back up? Yeah. Back up. Herschel Walker. 
Right. Herschel Walker's running. That's correct. No pun pun intended. Derek, the reason I feel that way or the reason I think that is, and you can say what you want to say, we are living in inside the United States of America. We are living in two different worlds right now. We just are. Very, very split. You've got New York, LA, Chicago, the the big cities, the the northern areas that are, they're living really under rules and guidelines that, hey man, they, they don't seem to be working. I mean, you know, they don't, you can't have, you can't have spiked cases of Omicron, but look back in the last 24 months of what you've done or be working. It just doesn't make any sense. And we're just two separate countries right now mm-hmm. we're just two separate countries and i really feel like the republicans and you know if they continue to preach freedom or they continue to talk about you know getting back to quote unquote no more or life and all that kind of stuff that's what's going to resonate with people because they're so just tired of being told what to do and the numbers not reflecting it mm-hmm. So no, that's no, my prediction. No. Okay, so you're saying 60 seats. So I'm we'll, saying 60 seats in the House of Representatives. I don't know exactly how the Senate's going to work, but the, the Republicans will win back the House and the Senate, yes. Okay. All right, mass prediction. Mine national is not political. Okay. I mean, not though, again, you, we're not a political show either, anyway, but mine's going to be based on, I guess, economic. Okay. Uh, I'm saying that at least two and maybe three rate increases uh, in 2022, and I think the first one's going to happen in March. So March. So March. Now how that, fast can how, how fast does that happen? Do they put a gavel down on a Friday and y'all change stuff on Monday? Uh, when we I say y'all, stuff, Derek the, is a banker. If I, you don't I, know I, I'm, I'm in banking. So uh, if they usually meet starting on a Tuesday and then they finish a meeting on a Wednesday with their if there are any changes or their whatever. Now the the minutes don't come out until the next month. So you don't know what exactly what was said, but they will release that they yes they're raising rates on a Wednesday. Every bank that I know of will have their rates uh, Thursday morning increased. So real quick, uh, you, you say two, if not three, this year. Yes. What does that mean for people that are illiterate when it comes to that? What does that mean? Um, okay, so the, what the, the Federal Reserve does when they meet, uh, they set the Fed funds rate. So they set the rates that banks can lend to each other or that they lend, lend to the bank. to each other. Okay. Right, so, so, or they're lending money to the bank. So in other words, uh, right now it is anywhere between zero and 0.25%. All right. So anywhere between zero and a quarter percent. That is what the currently where the Fed funds rate is. And then banks base their prime off of that rate. And prime usually has a three percent spread. So the bank's prime rate would be three and a quarter. Uh, and so, if so, it, if, so the bank is borrowing money from who? The, Fed, the federal government? The federal government, yes. Okay. So the, so, so or, or another bank. Okay. Or another bank. Okay. Right. So if, if you have a bunch of loans out and not enough deposits, then you would borrow, you're borrowing somewhere between zero and 0.25% to give that money out to people. And you're lending it at around three and a quarter or, you know, based on obviously large businesses will get a very good rate if they're a very good business. And then the risk profiles come into, okay, well, if you're getting four, if you're getting four and a half, if you're getting five, well, that's going to be based on risk profiles. How big is your business? How small your credit, okay. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Okay, so that's gonna that that will affect home mortgages. That'll affect car loans. Uh, not home mortgages. Not now home let's mortgage. let's okay. let's. That's a little separate. So okay. this is gonna affect car loans. It's gonna affect any kind of bank loan. Like okay. If you go into a bank, not a mortgage company, gotcha. but a bank. I understand. Um. So if or uh, so if they raise at a quarter point, which I believe they will in March, if they raise at a quarter point, so then Prime's gonna be three and a half. Okay, it'll meet the next day. It'll be three and a half. I think that I think you're looking at Prime being. Which is still really cheap. It's 
historically, historically extremely cheap. Yes. cheap. Okay. So I'm saying Prime by the end of 2022 will be in the four range. Okay. Okay. So which is still historically historically extremely, extremely low. I mean, uh, is, when this, I, is this to offset uh, the record level of inflation that's recently? Exactly what it is. That's exactly what it so is. So they're okay. buying. Back, so they're they're doing two things. They're easing the amount of money. They're actually buying back money to get it back out of the the. Uh, economy. economy, and then they're raising the rates to make it more expensive for companies to go get money. They're trying to make money less cheap, so they're you know so. And now again, this has all been done because of the trillion dollars in, in stimulus that has gone out, plus the supply chain issues have caused the inflation. And so they're looking. They did not uh, originally. They said 2022 we're going to stay status quo. Now, unfortunately, they're looking at it and saying, no, we're going to have to do something pretty quickly. So I do believe Prime will be four, somewhere around four at the end of the year. Mortgage rates are separate. Mortgage rates go off of the 10-year bond usually, Correct. Correct. the 10-year bond rate. And those usually move ahead of the Fed. So they're not tied to the Fed at all. What they're based on is a 10-year rate. So what people are paying on 10-year bonds uh, right now, I think it's like 1.6%. That is what those rates are based off of. And so if those, if, if people think that rates will be going up in the future, then those will spike because the market moves those. Those will spike now. I mean, it is, they're actually going up. Uh, I think home rates are as high as they've been in a year right now. So um, you know, that, so they are already factored in that. That's already being priced into the uh, the ten year bond market, which affects your mortgage rates. Prime does not matter to the mortgage rates, other than news saying, "Hey, the Fed is going to have to move to raise rates." They're, they're acting off the news and the ten year bond. They're not acting off of the Fed itself. Gotcha. I think we definitely uh, we have definitely lost the Lululemon crowd for the morning for right now. We have definitely lost them. The the um, the stay at home moms have uh, officially turned us off right now. They've switched it back over to uh, the message on the satellite radio. <laughs> Sorry about or that. Something. Sorry about that. Let's circle back in. Our, hopefully they've come back now. Uh, but I, I'm done. I did a local, a state, and a national. You said you had a couple I, I've more. I've got a couple more. And a couple I, more. I, again, when I, once I heard that you had a sports one, I think I, I want to have a sports one. Matt, I believe, uh, well, one, I'm going to say, I'm going to say that not I mean, it is, it's regional. The Memphis Grizzlies are going to make the Western Conference Finals. I, I actually thought about that uh, earlier. That would be awesome, and I hope it happens. My son would go nuts. Yeah, so I'm saying that the Memphis Grizzlies are going to make the Western Conference like Finals. So one of the last four teams left. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to predict finals. I'm definitely not going to predict the championship, but I'm going to say they're going to be playing, playing. to go to the finals. That that's is awesome. my, That's a prediction. I'm also going to say the same, and I hate doing this, for my daughter's basketball team. I'm going to say that they make the final game. Final not going to predict that they're going to win it. I'm going to say that they're going to make the final. The North Point Lady Trojans will make the final game. Is it okay if I go out on a limb and say Allie Big Lane makes the final shot to win that, the state championship? Matt, in order for that to happen, <laughs> they would have to be up 40 in the state championship. Which, if that is, you know, so that would not, she would not be making a, she may make a shot if yes. we're up 40, which again, if, you're, if you're up 40 in the state title game, you're pretty freaking good. Yeah, so that's, that's what I'm saying. So that's not going to happen. So I would say that unless. The other um, eight or nine girls in the team, there are eight or nine girls in the team that have COVID or something like oh that are gosh. affected. They will that that will probably not happen. Now I love her to death. Maybe her senior year, definitely not this Maybe year. So. Maybe not so. Yeah. Well, that's going to do our predictions for 2022. Certainly, we have a lot of fun with that. A local, a state, a national, some sports. Derek, I do agree with you with the Memphis Grizzlies. If you're not paying attention to the Memphis Grizzlies, you may not enjoy basketball. But hey, guys, they're number four in the uh, Western Conference right now. Playing some really fun really good. To watch. Yeah, very, very, to very watch. good basketball team for sure. So you definitely want to look at that. Well, Derek, one prediction I'm definitely going to make is the summer travel season is absolutely going 
going to be awesome. I really, really believe that. And uh, for financial selfish reasons, I hope that. For <laughs> real, I hope everybody is uh, ready to rock and roll this summer. And if you're making travel plans, had two people stop by the office just yesterday to look at vans, start getting ready for their summer trip, going to Orlando, down to Disney World. If that's something you're putting together, please consider using the only local car rental place in Hernando, Mobile Car and Van Rental, located right there at 2571 McCracken Road, right there on the corner of McCracken and Commerce. You see all the vans, you see some cars, that type of stuff. Major expansion plans are in the works. Really, really want to make that corner really known for being the only car rental place in Hernando. If you need to turn your car in for a body shop or repair, we're available. We'd love to serve you cars, vans, pickup trucks, cargo vans, anything you need. Give us a call. Let us see what we, what we can help with for sure. Call us at 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. Our best way to grow is word of mouth. So please let everyone know that there is a car rental place in Hernando now. You don't have to drive to the airport. You don't have to drive to Memphis. Please give us a call. 662-469-4555 mobile car and van rental. Do you know someone who needs to attend North Point next year? Send them to preview the point this Sunday, January 9th at 2 p.m. Enrollment is up at North Point Christian School, and they are seeing increased interest in their 2022-2023 school year, where some grades are already nearing capacity. If you or your family is interested in learning more about NCS, they encourage you not to delay, but register to attend today. This open house is specifically designed for new prospective families with children pre-K-3 and up. School choice is often about feel, and they have designed an event to help you know if North Point is right for you. Families will have the opportunity to hear from the head of the school, meet one-on-one with upper and lower division leaders, learn about the affordability and value of North Point education, and tour the buildings and grounds. Come see why families in three states, 28 cities, and 41 zip codes have made North Point DeSoto County's largest and most desirable Christ-centered college preparatory school. School representatives will be on hand to answer your question about North Point's distinctive approach to school health and safety, as well as their unmatched academic, athletics, and arts offerings. Reserve your spot today by contacting Director of Admissions, Ms. Sheila Sharon, at 662-349-5127. Again, 662-349-5127. Come see them and join the North Point family. I want to continue to say thank you to our newest advertiser, Holland Insurance. Holland Insurance, located in South Haven, but certainly able to service all of DeSoto County. President Jerry Holland and Vice President Bruce Robinson are ready to serve you with a team with years of experience in property and casualty, health, auto, life, just about anything you can think of insurance-related. Holland Insurance would love an opportunity to serve you. Holland Insurance is an independent agent that works closely with Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi, Humana, Cigna, Nationwide, State Auto, Kemper, Liberty Mutual, some of the biggest companies in insurance all across the world are there at your disposal with Holland Insurance. Give them a call today at 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. Holland Insurance was founded in 1981 and has served DeSoto County for almost 40 years. Look them up. Our newest advertiser, Holland Insurance. Again, 662-895-5528. Well, Derek, at the end of all of our shows, we talk about sports. We talk about local sports, shine a light on some of the young people. But before we get to our soccer and basketball scores over the last few days, uh, had some honors for some of the players locally. What you got? Uh, we had two of the football players from North Point were named to the Tennessee Division II All-State team. 
Not all region. This is all state team. Quarterback Jackson Patterson, a sophomore. Uh, Patterson completed 71.7% of his passes for 3,129 yards, 32 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions for a Trojans team that finished 5-6 and six this fall and reached the Division II AA playoffs, as well as wide receiver Jackson Thomason. Thomason was a senior, uh, was Patterson's favorite target as a Trojans leading receiver with 68 catches for 1,061 yards and 12 touchdowns. He averaged 5.6 yards per catch and 96.5 yards receiving per game. So we want to congratulate both Jack Patterson and Jackson Thomason for being named to the All-State team. Patterson is only a sophomore? Just a sophomore. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so, and then, again, that's doing with football. Now we move to basketball, which will kind of flow into our soccer and basketball talk after that. Uh, on the basketball side, a big congrats to Demaya Cummings. She was selected as the point guard in the Mississippi North-South Junior All-Star Game. So she will be the point guard for that game. And to the uh, Lady Tigers head coach, Blake Jones, who will coach the North Half team. So congratulations to both Demaya Cummings and to Blake Jones on being named to the Mississippi North-South Junior All-Star Team. Well, good. Congratulations to everybody. Congratulations to the two football players. Congratulations to Miss Cummings. And congratulations to Coach Jones for that honor for sure. Well, Derek, let's start our soccer coverage. Again, North Point does not play soccer. Girls in the fall, boys in the spring. So let's go ahead and cover Lewisburg. What did Lewisburg do since our show on Tuesday? The Lady Patriots took on the Lady Chargers of Oxford on Tuesday in soccer. Lewisburg struck early with a goal two minutes in, followed by another goal in the 22nd minute by Brawley Ross. Right at the half, the Lady Patriots got a third goal to take a 3-0 lead into halftime. Rawls strikes again at the 58th minute to take a 4-0 lead, but Oxford strikes back with two quick goals to cut the lead to 4-2. Allie Kimbrell gets an insurance goal in the 70th minute to push the lead to 5-2, which ended up being the final score. So we want to say congratulations to the Lady Patriots over a big win over the Lady Chargers of Oxford's uh, soccer team. Absolutely. Next, the Lewisburg boys, they also played Oxford in district, but their matchup did not end as well. The Patriots fall 3-1 to one with a lone goal by Ronaldo Cernia. Both teams will be back in district tonight versus Center Hill. So they're both of them have to, uh, it looks like they travel to Center Hill tonight uh, for another district matchup. That's going to be if it happens due to weather. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I, yeah. it's cold. I think the rule is if, if you start the game before, if you start the game above freezing, it can, you can continue to play, but you can't start a game if it's freezing. Okay, so yeah, watch the weather today. Yeah, probably be, won't be happening. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> if it's anywhere than another 19 degrees, <laughs> exactly. it is right now. No. Um, next, we'll move down to Hernando. The Hernando boy, girls and boys soccer teams both. Both took on Lake Cormorant in a non-district game. The girls came out strong and put the Lady Gators away 7-1. to one. Macy Griggs had four goals, which is, I guess you call that a super hat trick? Super hat trick, uh, I, guess, super, I guess. Super so. hat trick. Uh, and then also Olivia McNeely, Annie Mansell, and Catherine Bush yep. each had one goal. I want to ask you a question, Matt. I know that Catherine Bush is the goalie. She did not, so score, she did not score from the goalie position. Yeah, yeah, I wanna, she came yeah. out of the goal. I think uh, Hernando was up 3 nothing, and they, they swapped her out, and okay, she got cool. to play the field a lot. Yes, there you go. Well, she good, did score, yes. Good for her getting a goal, uh, being a goalie. It's very, very rare to actually have a goal on and, your ledger. That's and, Derek, in good. case you didn't know, the announcing, if you don't come to the Hernando girls and boys soccer games the announcing uh yours truly now assisted by mr brian couch next we'll talk about the hernando boys now i did not go too deep into two two things number one uh hernando boys do not do as well as the hernando ladies uh in getting out the uh stats in the game uh they they need somebody on twitter to really be sending that to the u at utw pod at utw pod 
Please give us that information. It's they, almost like someone that's in the press box could make notes. Yeah, of who could, could it, probably do that. Probably do that. <laughs> so they skunked the Gators seven to nothing. Seven nothing. I did get the skunk. Now in Mississippi, you told me the skunk rule uh, is once it is a seven nil, seven nil leads to a skunk. In Tennessee, it's nine nil. Right. Uh, but so seven nothing. There was uh, I believe fourteen minutes left in the match, is what you said. Uh, so Matt, is there any other information since uh, I was not at the game and you were there and decided not to take notes? Any other information you want to put on there for this? Uh, uh yeah. Yes, I will give it a little bit of information. Okay. Wonderful game, um, seven nothing skunk. Like you said, um, I do joke about this. B- big week for Wilson, uh, my son Wilson uh, Derek. He got his uh, license. He got his permit. Congratulations driver. to yeah, Wilson. Congratulations to Wilson. And he was actually the only Hernando Tiger that did not get to play <laughs> the other night because <laughs> he was ready. He was wow, ready. That's to a come, big week for Wilson. He was ready to come in the game, and uh, McLean Rafferty scored the uh, seventh oh. goal. And uh, so the uh, skunk took place, and Wilson could not could get not the game. Could not get that final 14 so, minutes. Right, exactly. Man. Couldn't get in for anything, so he was the only player who did not get to come oh, on. Oh, Wilson. Yeah, and it was cold, and he, he took off his shirt, and he's ready to write uh, – not his shirt. You know, he's ready to go, and McLean scores, which, you know, good for him on senior night for sure so to get that goal. There's your stats. <laughs> there's your stats <laughs> for the soccer game. So, anyways, the Hernando boys do get this, this gunk. They were scheduled to play last night. They were scheduled to play uh, that's right, a district that's right, game. That's right. was, uh, yeah, they were scheduled to play a district game last night. Again, that got uh, postponed due to the cold. Uh, so they do, the JV plays two games this coming up Saturday. Uh, the girls, Derek, uh, run their record to ten wins and only two losses. Yeah, so no, that's right. That really, really good. Yeah. So, so come out and watch the soccer. Pay attention to their Twitter page, or definitely pay attention to the UTW podcast, as we'll let you know when the soccer games are happening. If the weather's right, 50, 60 degrees, uh, there's no what better way to spend a Thursday or Tuesday night than watching yeah. local soccer. So uh, great job by, by those kids for sure. All right, now moving to basketball. Of course, North Point does not participate in soccer until the spring for the guys and fall for the ladies. Uh, so we'll, but we'll start with them on basketball. Uh, the girls got back in the district taking on St. George's at home. They dominated from the outset taking an 18-4 to lead after the first quarter and a 40-12 to lead into halftime. The second half saw the bench come in, and Matt, the last four including, minutes of the game. Including Miss Allen. The last four minutes of the game, North Point had all five freshmen on the Yay. floor at the same time. So, they, yeah, they had a freshman game going out there against St. George's for the last four minutes of the game. So, very proud of her being able to get on the floor. The final score was 58-25. to with Briley Faith Cherry leading the way with 33 points. 33 points. Wow. 33 points. Coolest name in DeSoto County and the uh, leading scorer. Leading scorer. Uh, on the boys, the boys also play St. George's uh, and erased a two-point deficit after the first quarter to go into the locker room tied at the half 28-28. to The Trojans got down by one at the end of the third quarter, but unfortunately the Griffins pulled away in the fourth to win 60-52. to The Trojans were led by brothers Chris Gilliland with 16 points and Christian Gilliland, who had 15 points. So, again, a tough loss. I'm going to be honest, um, probably one they should not have let slip away. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tough loss at home uh, for the Trojans. Uh, They will both uh, be taking on next the – Jewish school in Memphis. I, I apologize. I do not want to butcher the name. Butcher the name of the Jewish school in Memphis uh, that they will be taking on for their next district game. That's going to rank very highly with something I never, I never thought I'd heard hear you say on the UTW podcast. The uh, like the, the Jewish school. Yes, the Jewish. It's like Margolin. I, I can't. Okay, I don't. Yeah, again, no, I don't want like, to butcher it. Exactly. Uh, but uh, they that is a district game. They do okay. play in North Point's district. Okay. And so they will be taking on them uh, in the next matchup. Let's head down. Get well, Derek, and let's talk about the Lewisburg Patriots. You and I got a, a text kind of letting us know how. How the boys did uh, exciting news from them but let's get to the girls first so lewisburg lady patriots did what since our show uh, so both patriot teams traveled to pontotot to take on the warriors the lady patriots went into halftime down 29 18 to the lady warriors 
Lewisburg hung tight in the third, only down 10 going into the final frame, but could get no closer as that margin holds up and the Lady Patriots lose 55-45. to Now, again, there were no stats given out. There were scores every quarter, so I do appreciate that. But no, no uh, stats given out. So please reach out to at U2WPod uh, after the next game to give a shout-out uh, to those that work hard to lead the team. We would love to get their name on the air for any of the leading scores. Uh, on the boys' side, the boys also started slow against the Warriors, down 10 after the first quarter and 7 at halftime. That seven-point spread was continued at the end of the third quarter, but the boys outscored Pontotoc 21-10 in the fourth quarter to get a comeback victory over Pontotoc 55-51. Great game by the Patriots, who were led by Hayden Drumright with 22 points and Noah Jorgensen with 16. The boys are now 11-8 overall, and the next games for the Patriots will be tonight versus DeSoto Central as they start district play. Congratulations to the uh, Patriots for uh, that win. The Lady Patriots, like you said, Pontotoc was not a district game, so we're going to start yeah, with that's DC. That's a tough – remember, Hernando got right. beat oh, pretty got handily by Pontotoc. Yeah. So uh, this is not a bad showing by the uh, Lewisburg Lady Patriots. Absolutely. Good job by Drumwright uh, to lead the, the Patriots to uh, to the victory against Pontotoc. Come on down, tell us about the Hernando Tigers, what's happened basketball-related since our last show. All right, so the Hernando girls traveled to Starville to take on the Lady Yellow Jackets. Hernando doubled up Startville 12-6 after the first and kept that six-point lead at the half, 19-13. Hernando extended the lead to 35-24 after the third and finished off the Lady Jackets 50-34 for the final. Demaya Cummins led the way with 16 points, and Abby Harrison had 14 points. And again, congratulations to Demaya to be named to the junior North All-State team. Uh, remember, Abby Harrison is a senior, so we still have not heard of whether or not she made the senior uh, all state team or play in the all-state game all right what's next for the boys hernando took on oxford on the road on tuesday remember these are non-district games these are the last tune-up games it looks like everybody's district is to start taking place tonight starting tonight so hernando took on oxford on the road on tuesday the tigers were down nine after the first and oxford extended their lead to 18 at the half the margin stayed in place for the rest of the game with the tigers losing 65 to 51 again no stats going out please tweet at utw pod both teams are in action tonight against Horn Lake for the first round of district play. Certainly good luck to the Tigers and Lady Tigers tonight. They start district play. Again, I always say it. It does not matter what you did before district. Nope. Now the playoff chase uh, you know, starts now. So good luck, boys and girls, as, you, as y'all get started in, in district play. Good luck to the Patriots and Lady Patriots. And certainly good luck to the Lady Trojans and Trojans as they continue to battle, uh, like you mentioned, the Jewish school of Memphis. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. It's the name. No problem with it. I really cannot say the name. I understand. Well, look, if you enjoy what you hear from us each and every week, whether it be predictions or, you know, shout outs to local nonprofits, anything you enjoy on the UTW podcast, please, please, please share it with friends and family. Send them the text. Send them the uh, link there from the Apple podcast. Let them know that we exist. We'd love to continue to grow here under the water tower and grow to be a bigger and bigger part of the community. But if you enjoy what you hear, find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, Instagram, UTW Podcast, and on Twitter at UTW Pod. Wherever you listen to our show, give us a five-star review. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Give us that five-star review, and that'll help us move up in the ranks when it comes to local podcasts. If you enjoy our show, find OB Pod. Simply stands for Olive Branch, covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. The schools they cover include Lewisburg, Center Hill, and Olive Branch, the eastern side of DeSoto County. If you enjoy our show, please look them up. They release a show really early every Monday morning, OB Pod. 
Well, Derek, it's our first Friday show of the year of 2022. Certainly enjoyed uh, doing some predictions with you. Uh, we'll see how those pan out. But look, uh, if this is your first time listening to the UTW podcast on our Friday show, we always encourage you to visit your local church. Visit a local church. Maybe you've been invited by a friend or a family member uh, over to church and you've been kind of thinking about going. Let's start 2022 attending the church of your choice this weekend. We really, really want to encourage. Uh, certainly, you know, Derek, I'll go out on a limb, Derek. Uh, I'm just going to encourage the dads that are listening to the UTW podcast. Take your family to church this weekend. I assure you, you will not regret it. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower. Dropped off a pretty little girl, same grade as me. Tried to kiss her once and he.